This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found Home Gadget Geek show number 487. How did I ever get that far? Recorded on April 22nd, 2021. Here at Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorite tech gadgets that find their way into your home. News, reviews, product updates, and conversation all through the Average Tech Guy. I'm your host, Jim Carlson, broadcasting live from the AverageGuy.tv studios. Here in a super chilly mic, like winter's back, right? I mean, I think we've had three mornings in a row that have been 30 or something like that. Are your your plants, is anything, did you, did you guys get suckered into planting early and then frost killed them all? We didn't, but my uh, my in-laws who live just an hour and a half south of here in Nebraska as well, they had like a few inches of snow on the ground. I think it was two mm-hmm. mornings ago. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, obviously it was melted by the afternoon, but j- just just crazy. And uh, they're a farm family. So he's like, yeah, good thing we were a little delayed on the planting. I'm getting something planted. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's early and it hasn't been bad. And we're still not out of it yet. We've had snow as late as May here right. in Nebraska. So this may be one of those years that kind of happens every four, five, six years that we have a long, kind of a long spring. I mean, it's beautiful right now. And I think we're going to have pretty great weather over the weekend. My grass is super thick. I swear to God, all this grass seed I put down last year <laughs> sprouted. This Just spring. now hit. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It was I a delayed these, release seed. You got to read the fine print. I have these gigantic like grass cities. That have popped up in my yard, just big, just like like domes of grass <laughs> that have popped up. So I swear it was all that seed I put down. It just didn't germinate. But yeah, now it is. Yeah, the conditions are right. Of course, I feel like we have uh, short term memory loss here in Nebraska because, like, mm. I feel like every year we're like, man, it always gets warm, and then we got snow again. Isn't that weird? How we had like seventies of snow, and I feel like that happens every year. We just like it, forget. Yeah. I think you right. have to have short-term memory loss when it comes to the weather in Nebraska or else you, you wouldn't stay here. It's t- it's <laughs> it's totally weird. I had to pull the I pulled the roses up to the house. You know, I have them in planters and I pulled them up to the house so they would at least stay a little warm. We were right at that freeze. You know, there's some freeze warnings going on. So but the grass, the cool season grasses that I have in the backyard, they love this. Like they are growing like crazy. So I'm gonna have to get out and mow. This is the time where we're gonna have to start mowing twice, you know, yeah. twice a week. Right. Coming up here. Well, uh, what we won't do twice a week is post the show notes. Not a lot of show notes this week, but if you want to head out there and get them, head out to theaverageguy.tv. Uh, big thanks uh, to all of you. Again, continue to uh, not, well, not not only our uh, Patreon subscribers, but that'll throw that banner up uh, uh, for us as well. But uh, for those of you jumping into Coinbase, and Mike, the, the, the markets have backed up a little bit. Like this is... Yeah. Like all of a sudden, I'm like, okay, this is the direction I wanted to see things go. Like, yeah, you know, I, so. I dove way back in uh, this weekend, so I'm definitely back in the crypto game. Um, and then the mining has been a lot of fun. So yeah. it's it's been it's been a lot of fun. I, I've been really enjoying it and using Coinbase for it. Yeah, so. uh, j- jump in first first hundred uh, trade in a trade uh, gets you ten bucks. Uh, I make ten as well, so it's always. Appreciated. Use the average guy.tv slash Coinbase if you want to jump in there and get that done. Big thanks to our, and you can support us that way or through the Patreon uh, uh, friends that do that as well. Head over to the average guy. I'm having trouble. Apparently, the rattler is already (laughs) kicking in at this point. The average guy, I just need to slow down. The average guy.tv slash uh, Patreon. 
Coinbase. Coinbase. Or if you want to support us on Patreon, the average TV slash Patreon. Uh, um, big thanks to Cody Wheat who joined us last week. And that was a ton of fun to just get, you know, uh, kind of an update. I used, I already used a couple things that Cody uh, said in conversations about the, <laughs> what's going on in the wine and, you know, beer, wine and spirits industry and, and what's happening there. Pretty great conversation. I know it's long. Mike and I really enjoyed it. It was just a ton of fun. Mike, what's like, what's a, the one thing you, you pull from that show last week? Oh, I mean, first of all, just the the switch over to 700 milliliter bottles mm. is really cool, right? Like he provided, if, if you go back and listen to that show, if you want some cool bar facts, like when you're, when, as we all are now starting to maybe go back out and venture out, I used it last night. We had a work event um, and we were talking about different spirits and stuff like that. And and I kind of used that fun fact. And it, those were, those are the fun ones. So yeah, a lot of really cool, interesting yeah, uh, uh, alcohol related trivia for you. If you listen to that show. Cody's a great guy, and uh, and I always just appreciate him coming on. We got to get that a little more often. I approached him right before the pandemic, and he was just like, "Dude, I can't do it right now." And then we just never um, we never got back to it. So, Cody, thanks um, for coming on and schooling us around that. It's uh, super cool. It it made me this weekend just kind of look at the you know some of the liquor I have on the bar, and uh, I I did get a call. Uh, so Hy-Vee called us. You know, we put our name on the list for Blanton's, which is kind of mm. hard kind of hard to get. We have a bottle. We didn't really like it. Like we didn't, you know, we weren't over the moon for it. We didn't get it. We're like, Oh, this is the bourbon we've been waiting for. We were like, okay. Oh, okay. It's kind of okay. Well, they, they sent us a note again today. You got 48 hours. You get another bottle. You know, you can come pick up another bottle from us. You have to put your name on a waiting list. It takes, I don't know, six months maybe. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. To get it. So they contacted me today and I said, I was like, do we, I, I, I texted Sarah. I'm like, do we really need another bottle of Blanton's? She's like, not really. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't know if I can just leave it there. Like, it's so, it's so hard to get. So rare. Like, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I tell you what, let me pick this one up. We'll put it in the, you know, we'll put it in storage and then we'll have it. And then I just won't, I won't renew our waiting list um, for it. But, um, you know, it was uh, just a good kind of after the show, a good good time to go through some of kind of what's on the bar. What do we got? What's working? What's not? You know, it's just kind of kind of fun to kind of think through it and renew it. Sammy comes home Friday tomorrow. So, like, I'm going to have to really start exercising some control because we can't have this pandemic drinking going on again, Mike. Yeah. It just can't happen. I know. It just can't happen. I feel so. like uh, Hannah and I always joke that, you know, we're definitely not adults yet because adults, you know, have a fully stocked like bar. Like yeah. for us, like yeah. we, there is, there's not even like, we don't keep bottles around to like make drinks when people come over. I don't know because we're still, I, I don't you know what kids. it is. Like, no, you got kids. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. Yeah. We can't. Can. Right. I don't know. No, but it, it would be so nice. We'd love to have like a stock, like a, you know, like a cabinet for it where, um, that happens, but no, it, it, we buy for the occasion and usually it's, it's used up in that occasion. And then, and yeah, that's it. well, I have adult kids and one of them is very into it. And so it's just kind of nice, you know, to yeah. have that, uh, Tim, my Marine, who's been living with us, he, he moved out and has his own apartment. He's been cold brewing coffee. So using a mm. French press to okay. cold brew sits overnight, presses it down. It really makes like a condensed form. Right. And then you, he, he so he's come over Monday and Wednesday and we have made cocktails with it. It, it basically makes like espresso, right? 
yeah, it's right. really thick if you do it that way, really thick. And you'd, you, you'd add water to it if you're going to serve it as cold coffee. But um, we've been adding the, uh, well, he made one uh, with Bailey's, which was really good. So Bailey's was the cream. And then we did one with that um, uh, Buffalo Trace bourbon cream, which was, Ooh. which was really good. So yeah, like actually a really good, now you got to kind of be, you know, if you, you got to use decaf if you're going to do this and you're not used to caffeine. This guy, caffeine doesn't do anything to so it's a good after dinner drink and it's been great with cigars like that, that coffee with cigars has been just over the top. So I didn't realize, have you ever made cold brew coffee? I've never made it. I've only enjoyed it from uh, Starbucks. I didn't realize uh, how it, it, it's not quite as bitter. It, you know, I didn't even, I didn't even know how to do it. So I I don't either. Yeah. 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 He kind of, he kind of showed me. So I don't know, maybe we'll, we'll try some more cold brew and, uh, and give that a try. So, um, some good, it, it's been a good week for, uh, for that. It's also been a good week for thinking about Tesla. So, you know, we've been talking about it last. Uh, has it? I mean, the news, it hasn't been, but no, well, okay. <laughs> that stuff never goes my way. Like as soon as I start thinking about doing something like right. that, there's all these, uh, Tesla crashes and burns <laughs> literally. Like yep. crashed and burned, right? And and that's gonna happen, by the way. But yeah. and you know, Elon's doing all kinds of crazy stuff. But uh Saturday morning, I got an email. You know, I'd set up, I think I'd mentioned on the show. Did I mention we, we didn't talk about Tesla last week, did we? On the show? Uh the last update was I think you were considering switching your reservation from the truck to model Y. Yeah. Or is yeah. that the last yep. thing you were considering? Yep. So that was the last update I think we had was that either you had switched or you were thinking about switching. Yeah. So Tesla sent me from their dealership in Council Bluffs. Did you know our very own Council Bluffs? Now I didn't know Tesla we had a dealership. dealership. Yeah. Okay. Now, the state of Nebraska doesn't, you can't buy it from the Iowa. Um, you you got to go down to Kansas City to buy it. Yeah. It's a weird, it is the really yes. wow. So you yeah. can buy it from Kansas, but you can't buy it from Iowa. Correct. Yeah. They can't sell the Iowa dealerships can't sell new Teslas to Nebraska folks, but I can go to Kansas city, pick it up at a dealership there and register it here in Nebraska. Well, and that must be a restriction to Tesla. And the only reason I know that is because there's that jingle from that, uh, uh, dealership over in Iowa, you know, it pays to cross the bridge, right? Yeah. So they're trying to get right. all the Nebraska people to come over to right. Iowa. So it must just be a Tesla thing. Must I know be. you can buy any other car in Iowa. No, she was like, um, the gal that I was talking to, the salesperson I was talking to, she was like, yeah, I, initially I can't sell this to you. So if you're going to buy it, we're, you know, you're going to go online and you're going to pick it up through our Kansas City um, a dealership. I get the feeling they're all one big company, right? But, but from the, the sense she was very upfront with me, right. but they sent me, they, they, first they sent me a, uh, they sent me an email on Friday and they're like, uh, Hey, we'd love to have you come out and, and test drive. I know you ordered the truck, but why don't you come out and test drive something that we have on the lot? So I didn't, I sent an email back, but I didn't really hear from them. And then, um, I got a phone call from them. I think I must've included my phone number in the, in the, um, the truck registration. The reservate, yeah. In the reservation. Yeah. I got a phone call from Joy over who who's the salesperson over in Council Bluffs. She's like, hey, uh, you scheduled because I followed the email and I scheduled a test drive <laughs> for three o'clock. Okay. So she calls me. He's like, hey, three o'clock's taken, but you can come at three thirty. And I said, oh, that's great. So Saturday I went out and uh, they had one. Uh, they had a they had a Y all set up for me. And I got there at three fifteen and they're like, it's ready. So I jumped in that thing and oh, 
holy cow, Mike. Like, let me just be, now Jim's in love. <laughs> let me just be real honest with you. So I, I, I pulled out of the lot and it drives. We're going to, we'll talk about this when I, when I get the, um, when I get the Tesla roundtable show put together and I will get that put together at some point, but she, she was like, yeah, it's got regenerative braking. And I'm like, well, I got kind of that in my Honda. She's like, really? You know, and at the time I didn't know why she said that, but she's like, really? I'm like, yeah. She's like, well, you'll have to try it out to see how it feels. Right. It does drive like a golf cart. You know, you're, 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 you push on the gas, it goes, you let off on the gas, it stops. Like you don't break, you let up on the gas. That's how it breaks. Oh, like you can push really? the brake. Yeah. You can use the brake. You don't need to. Like it literally. That would take some getting used to, I think. Yeah. It's a little different, right? You know, when you're, when you're, um, when you're doing that, did you hear that alert? I did. Yeah. You did? Uh, I could tell it was through your microphone though. Oh, okay. Not like it's not. I think the laptop, I'll, when you're talking, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll turn it off. But the, um, yeah, it's the, it's really, I mean, you take your foot off the gas, that thing is slowing down in a hurry. And so it's, it is, it's one of those, uh, it, at first it was like, Whoa, Oh, okay. Well this, I see how this works. You don't really need to use the brakes. I mean, I just didn't, I rarely touch the brakes. So of course, you know, you know, that exit mall, the bluffs, the old mall, the bluffs. Yeah. Yep. So getting on 29 or getting on 80 and then going South on 29, it's a long ramp. Uh, I didn't need but about 15 feet of that rat or that ramp to get up to 75. You just punch it and that thing goes like, and it's alarming. Like it, especially coming out of this Honda Civic, <laughs> it's, right. al- it's alarming how fast that thing is. Yeah. And, uh, and so it, um, it was, uh, it was quite the experience and it had autopilot and, and, and so I was trying that out and trying to let it, you know, changing lanes is completely different with that thing. Cause you, you know, you, you, it's got adaptive cruise and the screen on it will show the cars in front of you and behind you into the side of you. And dude, it's great. Like it's a, it's a super great experience. So I want to drive one really bad. Brian made a reference. So he said it makes your acceleration pedal more like a throttle. So is that kind of how you felt? Yeah. Where it's more yeah. like you're setting a power level, but as soon as you come off it, you're, you're, you're slowing down quick. It is slowing you right? down. Like driving yeah. a boat almost, right? Where as soon as you pull that gas off a boat, you're slowing down, right? Um, not, uh, yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of resistance. Right. You, as soon as you let off those brakes, those adaptive brakes or the regenerative brakes kick in. And it really pulls you down. I mean, it's like it, it, you can feel it breaking on that. So um, it was, yeah, J- uh, Jim Shoemaker says, like driving a go-kart with a central clutch. It, yeah, and that, that's the other weird thing. It's, it doesn't shift, you know. You just, like you're used to, you know. Yeah. No shifting. And, you know, the newer cars don't really shift either. I mean, they do, but it's. If you have a nice car, you don't really feel the thing shift. Right. Exactly. This definitely doesn't shift. <laughs> and so it was just uh it was just so I took it down to the Bellevue exit and then back and then took a tour through Council Bluffs just to see how it handled on the road. It's pretty great. So she she's wanting me to buy, you know, tomorrow. And I'm like, no, I'm waiting for the incentives to kick in. But um uh definitely oh, it's that's an easy like 
you could set up a test drive if you wanted, Mike. I'm just warning you. Oh, that'd be dangerous. I am just warning you. Like as soon as you drive it, you're like, yeah, I, I think I'm enough. Like I have enough desire for a truck. We just need a truck in our life. So I would be okay, but I would also be like, Ooh, Hannah, you should upgrade your car to this though. Like I want a truck and then you get the Tesla and that's, that would be ideal. Is the model Y kind of the, the bigger yeah. one? Yep. Could yep. you, so could you fit two kids in the back pretty comfortably? And oh, still easy. Storage room? Yes. Yeah. It's got a big trunk and a big Does trunk. It? So okay. your, your front and your back are good that you can actually buy that with a three seat configuration. Oh, you can. Oh, mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. It's another 10,000 or whatever. So, okay. You know, it's, I love the big round numbers, you know, yeah. you can, yeah, it's you, another 10 grand. You can have autopilot. It's 10 grand. Yeah. Where'd you come up with that? It's just 10 grand. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you can have red. It's a thousand dollars. Why? A th- like you got to paint the car, right? Does, is there somehow a, a run on red paint? So that is $2,000 more than white paint. Like, right. Why is white cheaper? I don't, I, I don't understand. It's just a thousand. Is. It's just a thousand dollars. Like, no, at least the, the, the other cars, they, you know, they, you know, like the sports package is like 1297 or something like that. Nah, just a thousand dollars. It's just a thousand. So, um, yeah, the, the, the why, um, uh, Brian says, why is a smaller SUV, but still good size. The X is the biggest one. And, oh, the and X I'm not, is probably maybe what I'm thinking of too. Yeah, and I'm not really interested in SUV size. You know, I don't right. I don't get uh, you know, I don't I don't get that. So well and you're not you're not hauling kids around anymore with you know, like the whole car load with sport bags in the back and stuff like that. So it makes sense, right? But yeah, for us, we're constantly just loading that thing down. It's incredibly simple. Like, I mean, you know, the steering wheel has two buttons on either side and they're little rollers and they control like speed or your mirrors or whatever, right? So that's all that's on the steering wheel two rollers right and they at work is push buttons too then you have your screen and that's it like you can't see there's no vents that you can see there's no the dashboard is just kind of straight across yeah there's uh, below the monitor is a place for two phones you can put your just lay your phone down and it just wirelessly charges right there that'd be great super cool it is it's a spartan right there's just not a lot of there's a drawer and some other things right but um uh, pretty impressive and pretty hard not to pull the trigger. Yeah, I can thing. imagine. Yeah, so yeah. are you thinking now, in, like instead of the truck, that's what you want to go with? We'll see. We'll see yeah. what the government here in the United States gives. If they right. if they do uh, pull through with some kind of incentive, I'd probably pull the trigger sooner than later. Got it. Uh, to get that done. I just, why wouldn't I? I think I'll, it'll also cause me to start looking at, I think we're going to start seeing Toyota and and Audi and BMW and some of those start coming, you know, with their own hybrid. I think that's, I think that's coming Honda right. certainly should be in that. We should start seeing some of those come out. So I don't know, Mike, it's, it's, it's tough not to, I mean, talk me out of it. Why wouldn't I like, I, I have no good reason. I, go? <laughs> I, I think it's a great idea. Um, I definitely want to go test drive one now just to kind of feel that everything I've seen though, you know, people love them. So I think it's a, it's a pretty good upgrade, I'd say. Uh, Brian Brian says the X has those Falcon Wing doors too, too bubbly shaped. Oh, in my okay. opinion, I like the Y. I mean, it's got the glass roof, and yeah. so that dude, that is bizarre. Sit in it and look up, and you just the whole thing is. It's not a moon roof; it's a sky roof. 
you know? So right. They, um, uh, they, as they were, uh, as I was talking to them, they were trying to sell me this thing. And I said, well, I, I, I can't, like, my wife's got to drive this thing for sure. And the guy was like, I think we could probably work this out that you could take it home. And I was like, really? Like, you're doing that? Yeah, they do it. They're so they're doing take home test drives. Mm -hmm. Well, apparently they were like, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, heck yeah, yeah. I almost just I almost did it this weekend. She contacted me and I was like, if she calls me back, I'm gonna see if I can go pick that up on like a Saturday night and then just drop it off Sunday morning because it's yeah, they're probably open a little bit later on Sundays. So Sarah would love it, I'm sure. Yo, yeah, I'm a little worried. She's (laughs) right there, isn't she? uh, Yes, she is. I'm a little worried that she's going to get that thing and then she's going to want it. Like that's the, Oh yeah. That's not going to be your car, Jim. Yeah. No way. Yeah. Uh, when yeah, I, no when way. I got, when I got, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you will. When I, when I got the Honda and she had something else, she was always taking the, you know, the new, the new, Hey, can I, can I, can I borrow your car? Can I take your car? So, um, we, we've got, um, I, the, here's the great news. I don't have to do anything. Right. So I can kind of wait and see where these things go and how much do I want to put down on? It is 50, right? When we're, when we're out the door, it's 50. Yeah. So you got to kind of go, oh, okay, that's, I don't know about you, but that's, it's a little bit of a payment for me. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm Doge is going to buy my next truck. So, uh, that, that's, that's, that's my, man. that's my pain. You plan. bought in man. Crypto. I'm, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I've been waiting for crypto to go down for the longest time. I, now, you're welcome. That's what happens. <laughs> and now, uh, Ken, did you buy some Doge? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like Doge. You know, Doge is one of those. Um, you know, it bucks the fundamentals, right? And it just goes after. I I like it because it's just so contrarian to to crypto, right? It's a joke. Um, so it's it's a fun one. I I, I really really like Doge. I think it's a lot of fun. I have no expectations. Um, can you mine Doge? Is you can. A- so it's actually merged in with Litecoin. Okay. So when you mine Litecoin, it's the script um, uh, algorithm for mining. So yeah. you can, um, not very profitable. It's okay. really, it's kind of the ASIC driven stuff right now. There's a lot of ASICs yeah. for it. GPU so yep. yeah. So what I've been doing is, you know, I just mine with nice hash quick miner. Um, and every time I have enough in the wallet of NiceHash, I send it over to Bittrex and I convert it over to Dogecoin. So I just take my Bitcoin that it's giving me in NiceHash, um, send it over, convert it. You know, it's such a nice way to, when you're not putting in a ton of, you know, when you're not having to put in cash all the time, when you have the mining money, yeah. right? That's a hundred yeah. bucks a month. Um, or actually it's a little more than that for me. I can't remember how much I'm making a month in mining, but like 130 bucks a month, send that over. There's no fees to get it from cash into BTC. You can easily just send it over there. It's over there in a few seconds, run the, you know, run it through the market and whatever exchange you use, Binance, Bittrex. Uh, yeah, the mining is, it's a kind of fun way to, to stay up on it. And then I, I threw in a little extra too on top just to, just to really see if we could have some fun with this. Yeah. Just to make it interesting. Um, we don't talk a lot about Bittrex, but I, I think that would be my recommendation for the next um, exchange that you go into. So if you've joined us on Coinbase, they don't support all the coins. You know, some of the ones we did early, like Burst or uh, Saya, um, they're not supported on on um, uh, st- storages or storage as we called it. Yeah, um, is now, but that just came on. And so if you're joining us in this crypto, this, this, this newest run or whatever uh, on it, and you haven't opened a Bittrex, B-R-I-T-T-R-E-X, 
Bittrex, um, you might want to. Just m- might be a good idea to get in there. It's again, it's just another exchange that uh, that may be hand handy because I don't think you can do Doge on. You can't, right? Not not, in, not right now. Yeah, right. that's why I had to go over to Bittrex. Yeah. And I really suggest if you are wanting to get into Doge. And you you might have already done this, and it's not saying you need to get out of it and change. But if you're if you haven't got into something that you can't buy on Coinbase, uh, don't use Robinhood. It's just mm-hmm. Robinhood is not intended for crypto. Yes, you can buy crypto, but as far as like actually controlling your assets, easily sending and receiving that um, those assets to different exchanges, the pricing um, you don't have much control on pricing. Um, you don't have much control on the commission. So I would avoid using something like Robinhood or Webull or any of those primarily stock apps that have added in crypto. I would really go Coinbase, use Coinbase Pro if it's a if it's an asset that's traded there. And there's actually a lot now. Um, but for something like Doge, I went Coinbase to something like Bittrex. There's, I say Binance is pretty good too. Yeah. I have both of those. Yeah. Um, Bittrex is a little bit smaller, I think. It's not very talked about, but it's a great exchange. It's the one I've always used. Um, so yeah, you do something like that. Get it, get your fiat in at Coinbase, send it over to an exchange and then get it. Then you have full control. Can you, do you have a Binance account? I thought they had, they eliminated their U S operations. They have Binance U S now. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Good. Okay. I I, I should caveat that. I went through the whole conversion process when they did that. Mm-hmm. I have not actually placed a trade there because I use Bittrex. So I think it still works. I'm pretty okay. 99% sure. Yeah, Bittrex is a good one. Again, I think that's if you if you need a second exchange, that's I've uh, that's where I keep um, you know, that's where I keep my burst and Saya uh stuff. And so uh good good opportunities. Like I said, it you maybe you never know. This is still worth, you know, it's it, this is weird with Crypto, where some markets you can and you can't trade, or may make more sense to trade on one exchange than the other. And so, just good to get that done in advance. You don't want to be doing a last minute trying to set up an account, you know, yeah. to, feel, um, uh, to get it done. I, um, I'm kind of hoping this in the next couple of weeks, we see, a little, I'm sorry, but a little bit of a pullback because I do want to buy back in. So, yeah, you know, I'm just kind of, I kind of see it's been funny to watch the news, you know, they're like, crypto is draining you know and you look at it today like, it dropped a lot it did did, yeah. did did bitcoin go below 50 no i don't think it went did it didn't drop below 50 right at it hit it and bounced right back up okay. Okay. so it's at 51 uh 51 280 as we are recording this show kind of hoping dogecoin right now is at 25 cents as we're recording yeah. the show that's right. been all the way up just north of 40 cents mm-hmm. um, last week. It's been kind of hovering there, coming back down a little bit. And I'm fine with these pullbacks, again, because I use them as time to buy in. I, I did more today, right? Because it dipped and you know I, I kind of get in. So I'm in at all different levels. Uh, so I have no problem with it, mainly because for me, it's a long-term thing, right? I'm not trying to make a quick yeah, buck yeah. and get out in a month. Uh, it's, it's all it's a more of a longer-term play. I uh, I mentioned this in the Discord group earlier this week. You know, Ken and I have been working on this this chia chaya, however you want to pronounce it, C H I A. I want to call it chia, like ch 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 chia, right? Yeah. And um, uh, it's it's hard drive based, much like burst and storage and storage, uh, or storage, um, uh, was. But it has really caused like the, a, a pretty big stir in the storage market. So if you, and, and it uses, you know, it, it uses, you can use solid state storage to plot these things with. And so there's been a little bit of run in that area of solid state. And, and it's in some markets, it's hard to find 
NVMe drives now because of this, and there's been a little bit of run on the bigger spinning drives. So don't be surprised if you're trying to find a spinner or a solid state drive and you're like, where are all these things? Um, oh, great. I, so it's just like the GPU market and everything. Just like gone. it. Yeah. Just like it. So if you're thinking of, <clears throat> I would say, if you're thinking of upgrading your storage, now would be the time to do it, I think, because I think it's it's going to get really stupid in that area, or it could, has yeah. high, high propensity to get stupid. And just get out ahead of that. So if you're thinking, I don't know if I'd wait too much longer to get a new drive, if that's what you were thinking to do. Mike, I think I'm good. I got 80, 80, about 80 terabytes of storage. So I, think I think you're I, solid. I think I'm good at this point. I don't need too much solid state storage. And I think the next stuff I'd buy, I, I'd go in DME anyway. Yeah. And, uh, and I'll just wait, you know, I just kind of wait for that kind of stuff. But just, uh, just want to let folks know, like you're on the cusps. If you've been waiting, the storage market could be affected. And it's crazy how it's been doing that. It's funny. I was looking back when I got back into Bittrex. Uh, I hadn't opened that. I hadn't opened my Bittrex account in a long time. I was like, man, wasn't I? Didn't I have some Doge at some point? And I found a transaction from 2017. I had bought 3,700 Dogecoin for $5 back mm. in 17. I sold a month later for like six bucks. <laughs> oh. And uh, I don't know what that would equal today. I think probably just under a thousand dollars. But yeah. for uh, yeah. it cost five bucks back in 2017 to buy 3,700 Dogecoin. You got crazy. You got a hold. I know that what was, was it? now that, that was the weird one. I think I held everything else except for that. I know. Um, I know. And it's just it's so interesting how all that stuff happens. I, the, I've I think I've mentioned this before. The best decisions I've made is the the decisions I didn't make. And just by, I've literally done almost zero trading and everything. Well, and that's where you always beat me out is you're patient. Mm-hmm. And, and I am the opposite of patient, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I make quick spur of the moment decisions and uh, I am not the best hodler over the course of time. So, yeah. well, but, but you, there have been times where you've moved and it's made sense. Oh, right? for sure. Yeah. And it's, it's, you know, so. those, those getting outs have, you know, that one time back in beginning of 2018, getting out right at that peak of 20,000 before it plummeted again. So it's benefited yeah. me in certain areas. Yeah. If you decide to try to follow us on this, this Chia experiment, if you want to look it up, Chia.net, C-H-I-A.net, don't do it. <laughs> it's too late. It's, it is ridiculous. The network, uh, the network capacity is already up to uh, 575 petabytes. Um, wow. Yeah. Okay, this is like, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. Do you ever remember when we were doing burst or some of those? Do you ever remember how big those networks were when we were when we were doing those markets? I mean, I remember there were a few, like a very select few that had like, you know, the petabyte, right? I remember seeing guys with the whole petabyte on there, but I don't remember what the total was. I'll have to see too, because I am just getting back into storage or storage. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm installing that again on Unraid. So I'm going to see what that's Why? at, because I don't even know what the update is there. Yeah. What, what, what's driving you back to storage? I'm bored. Huh? <laughs> I'm okay. bored. No, yeah. I mean, but, but in all actuality, it was one of those. I realized that at this point, the way my family uses data and everything, um, getting rid of the unlimited data through Cox is just not going to be an option mm. for a while. Mm. Uh, I've been monitoring my usage over the past few months, and we're always just, you know, we're using a lot of data and Call of Duty alone, just that one up, you know, that game updates like t- three times a month. And that's like, you know, 300 gigs right there. Right. So right. I was like, if I already have to pay for the unlimited, um, I've got Unraid running. I've heard it's gotten better on Unraid. 
And so going through it, it's still a pain to set up storage on Unraid. Uh, I, I tried to actually get it done earlier today between some calls. And I was like, I'm going to have to devote you know, an hour or two of this because you got to authenticate. Remember you got to plug it into your command line to get a key and certs and everything. And I was doing it and it wasn't working. So I don't know. It's just, and and again, I think I just, it's one of those phases where I kind of fell out of touch with these projects and I forgot how much fun just being up to date on these projects last night. Actually, what really got me into it was last night. um, We had a work event and I was talking to my boss and he was asking about, we're talking about crypto we were talking about altcoins and I was kind of explaining to him how a lot of these blockchains, their coins are not meant to like go up in value a ton. They're meant to power some service like Asaya storage. And then I can be thinking like, man, I am not, I'm not updated on how this works anymore. Like I haven't paid attention to these. And so there's probably some decent updates. So I'm like, I should get back in just to have a reason to be in the know mm-hmm. of, uh, of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and and um, a couple more of those educational opportunities popped up on on Coinbase as well that you can, you know, that you can take. I just a new one called um, Fourth is out there, F-O-R-T-H. And there's a, you know, there's you can make, I think, up to 10 bucks by watching three videos or something like that. So okay. another, you know, they, um, in the app again, that's, that's just free money. Just watch what they're doing. There's, there's a lot of traction in crypto right now around creating utility, right? Right. Of this stable coin. It's used for utility purposes. This one actually fluctuates as the market fluctuates with, so your value goes, if the market goes down, your value goes up and they use two coins together and I still don't completely understand it because I was like, this is kind of weird. I understood it enough to pass the tests. So I could in Coinbase. The, I could get the crypto. Yep. You know, but but it, it's there's just a lot of interesting, like, I think it's a good time for gadget geeks to pay attention because I think we're in the early days of these things actually powering real things. You know, yeah. I think up until now, Ethereum's got a great track record of this so far. But Still nothing, I shouldn't say nothing. There's a lot of good things that Ethereum powers. But, you know, I just think these, this is, these are still early days. Does it mean you missed out on a run from a value standpoint? Yeah, maybe. It's quite possible we, we, we've seen the top. Who knows with this? Does this mean you can't take advantage of some of these, some and, and knowing some of these things that are going to power other things? Uh, I think there's some great opportunities. And yeah. I think there's some new things coming up. Um, st- what? So did you get did you get storage running? Are you have you got I have it? Yeah, it's, okay. it's kind of my plan for after the show tonight to to fully get it running. So what I you know with Unraid, um, you can get it set up in Docker, right? And you can there is a community applications app for it. Um, but there are a few things that are unique with storage. When you storage the way the Docker works, you cannot use V tags in terms of assigning your storage. You know how normally in Docker on Unraid you say, okay, here's where the storage is in a in a share, and you're gonna mount that and map it to an internal mapping in the app. It's usually how it works. Well, you have to actually use mount tags. So you have to use an extra parameter thing. And then I always forget about the authentication that storage uses. Um, and I still don't understand really what I'm doing. I'm copying and pasting from their website website, the code into uh, your command shell, which probably is not a good idea to just copy and paste, but you know, they're, they're trusted. Um, but you have to authenticate a certain way. And then you do that on your powerful computer. And then I move that over to storage. And now it's like, that's not authenticated on that machine. So there's a lot of, I, I forget how, how storage is not as easy as Saya. 
right? Sia was really easy to get up and it running. Was. Storage, I think, is a little more sophisticated and probably the better way to do things. But it's uh, it's it's a lot more complicated to get set up. But I'm going to devote, you know, eight terabytes to it. Just let it do its thing. Again, it's a reason to kind of stay up to date on it and see how it's all going these days. It's it spiked when it moved over to Coinbase and went to almost three dollars, and I think it's trading just under two dollars right now. And um, you know, I was like, oh, hey, I still, got, I've got some now. It's locked up in my Ether wallet, and I need to to actually get it out. I've got to put some Ethereum in there for gas, so I can I can actually move it right. Right. Yep. This is where the whole thing, people are like, so why are you doing this? Yeah. You know, why are you putting, you have to, to be totally honest, I might scrap the whole project tonight when I, because I, I was just getting so frustrated with it that I'm still going to try, but uh, no. moving it over to Unraid, it's not, it's not as easy as getting it set up on a Windows machine, which is how I ran it before. Super right. easy if you're just doing it on a Windows box. Yeah. Trying to get it is a little more complicated. Well, it is, like you said, it's a good way to stay involved and it's fun to set up and tear down. Um, you, you know, and I just, I, I think it's good to stay close to it. We, yeah, with the market, you know, we didn't talk about it for a long time. We, we stopped talking about it here. We've talked about it a bunch on the program. Uh, and, and I think we still will continue as it's, as it's an interesting time, uh, for it to be there. If you, uh, if you do have any questions on it or you want to chat about it, you, you can always send me an email, we'll talk about it with you. If you want to do that as well, Mike, I moved away. You know, I, I had mentioned oh, a couple months ago that I had taken the free trial of YouTube premium. <laughs> yeah. And because I hate ads, I hate ads on YouTube and listen in the three months I've been gone. So it, it, it ran out and I went back to, as my daughter would say, living among the peasants. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and, or maybe my son would say that, Oh, you're living among the peasants. So I, like I came back to YouTube, it is, uh, I mean, the, 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 the ads are out of control. They're like two at a time. They're like uh-huh. every two minutes. I mean, they are, it's brutal. Uh, they, they so want to push you to premium, right? Yeah. That, that it's just brutal. I don't, I, I don't know. I, I, yeah. Like I'm so, so much. So I, I got brave up and running again so that I could just watch YouTube videos on brave, you know, and I feel bad for the content creators in some way. Cause you know, I'm sure that affects their revenue. Well, I'm one guy, so it's not like it's that many people. I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? Do you think by blocking those ads on YouTube or it's, a, it's causing a major headache to content creators? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I'm oh, not a big make fan me of feel that. Guilty. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it is what it is, right? Like, I, uh, yeah, I, I'm not a big fan only because I mean, I just know that, that is their revenue stream, right? Now, smart YouTubers are using other means to to monetize, mm-hmm. uh, but it's it's still, I mean, that's a it's a big chunk. The way I, I'm glad you had the same experience as me though, because uh, my YouTube premium ran out my trial and I lasted all of uh, two minutes before I <laughs> resubscribe to that. It is the best money I spend. Really you don't is. realize how much time you spend on YouTube until you have to watch the ads again. Oh, it's like brutal. my, cause yeah. I premium is just so fantastic. You just crank through videos. You can jump around without having to worry about, Oh man, if I switch video and have another ad, I got to watch. Uh, it's fantastic. And I think it does provide a little bit more revenue to creators too, which is great um, than ads would. So, because I noticed on my creator account, um, I see it splits it out your ad revenue. Oh, I and should so you can see from you know advertisements, or if it's from uh, 
YouTube premium. You know, I don't get a ton on my YouTube channel. It's so funny. My stuff's all old stuff. Yeah. I, I made a few videos the last year, uh, but it's still enough to generate. I mean, I think I make like 75 bucks a month um, in, in YouTube ad revenue. And so it's just crazy to me that that can still generate that. And I like, I think the last video I made was in January. I made one in December and one like last June. And uh, and then just a bunch of old content that just the tutorials are kind of evergreen. But yeah. yeah, it does now break it out where you can see if you're getting revenue from users with YouTube Premium. All right. Well, you're still not going to guilt me into it. I'm gonna. Um, yeah. Well, I'm struggling a little bit with it. Like I said, I put an ad blocker in, and it's that doesn't stop all the ads. Yeah. Like one I was using, like the, the pre-rolls were still making their way in there. And I was like, oh, but it's been it's been interesting to watch all the way YouTube tries to circumvent the ad blockers as well. Right. They're doing I'm sure they're doing some things that to uh, to defeat them uh, from that standpoint. So I don't know, Mike, I, I go back and forth between I did pay. I forgot to cancel it, so I paid an extra month with it. $14.99? What what's the subscription? I should know, but I don't. It's, I'm just like, buy it. What <laughs> best money I'll spend. I would probably yeah. I was thinking about it this way, Jim. I was like, if I'm gonna cancel anything, I'm gonna cancel like Netflix before I cancel YouTube premium. Yeah. Cause like I we rarely watch Netflix anymore. I'm on YouTube all day. It's just like it's the one well, I, I go too. for everything. I right? do it too, but the, Sarah watches everything except YouTube. So she watches yeah, all. I'm the, the same way. Yep. She watches all the premiums, and then I'm the YouTube guy. Yep. You know? I will say real quick. We've we've talked about cars. And we've talked about content platforms. So I've got to make one recommendation. Yeah. Uh, this came from a buddy yesterday at work, and he's like, "Have you seen the show on Netflix around Formula One racing?" And I was like. No, he's like, do you know anything about Formula One racing? I'm like, I know zero. I said, but I love like motorsports. I think it's really cool. He's like, watch it. Last night, I stayed up way too late and I am deep into the F1 oh, thing now. Man. Like it, so there's a show on Netflix. I can't remember exactly what it's called, but just search F1 racing, Formula One racing. Um, it kind of gives you, if you don't know anything about it, like me, it's fascinating how much money is in this, the politics of it. Um, but it follows through the seasons. I think it starts back in 2018. A really good show. If if you're at all interested in that, or even if you're not, my wife was even, I could, I could see her like half eye open pretending to be asleep. I think she found it interesting too. Did, did you see Ford versus Ferrari? I loved Ford versus Ferrari. That yeah. was a fantastic movie. Yeah. yeah was, if you liked Ford versus Ferrari, you will like this Formula One show on Netflix. That was right as the pandemic was starting, right? That came out. Mm-hmm. Kind of Have early. you seen it yet? I, I've just seen pieces of it. It's really I don't good. listen. <laughs> I've watched Breaking Bad on YouTube in, in, in all kinds of like, I just watched the clips. So I've like, I've watched almost all of it now, but I've watched right. the YouTube clips and I literally just go from one to the next. Like yeah. I just, I just go down that. I mean, I'm having a little trouble with it now. I did, like I said, I did, um, I've kind of gone back to brave just for watching YouTube for now. That's kind of how I'm, I'm kind of going around it. Uh, we'll have to see what happens. Maybe I'll just pay for it. I probably won't, but maybe I will, uh, uh, just, just do that as well. Mike, um, we alluded to it last week. You had, mm-hmm. uh, you had a driver pull up, check your doors on your cars. They got a yep. hold of some things. You're yeah. good. You're safe. But yep. you, did you change some equipment because of that? Did you did you move some? I don't think oh, we yeah. got yep. into details. What did you what? Because there's nothing like a robbery to just completely motivate you. Like 
when you were thinking like, yeah, I'm not going to spend any money on that. All of a sudden this happens and you're like, I don't care what it costs. hundred percent. Right. Yeah. That's exactly the way it happened. Yeah. And so yeah, as context, Jim said the story, some guy pulled up, got into my car. Uh, I rarely ever park in the driveway. I got super lucky. He parked literally perfectly in front of one of my security cameras. So I got the uh, license plate found out last week that car was stolen. He had stolen that car. So it didn't help lead the cops anywhere. Um, but I realized that had he parked anywhere else, that camera specifically he parked in front of was a camera. I have just, you know, I haven't upgraded in a very long time to 720 P camera, not that great. And so I was like, you know, I might as well use this time to upgrade. And I had had really good success. The camera that's on my front door uh, that covers my front yard is an Amcrest camera that I just love. Um, works really well with both Sighthound and Blue Iris. Uh, it's more of a, a turret style camera because of where it's positioned. The turret works best. It's really high up on an eve. And uh, for these two locations, though, by my garage, I wanted more of a, a bullet style camera. I thought that would work best. And I actually have two cameras from each angle on each corner of my garage. And one was a Rio link that I have had nothing but trouble with. Mm. Um, Rio link has not been my favorite, especially if you're using it in conjunction with something like Blue Iris or Sighthound. Um, so it just, just has not worked well for me. So I was like, well, you know, if I'm going to replace the, the 720 camera, I'll replace the real link too. So I went with these Amcrest bullet cameras They're and shockingly, they're only $49 on Amazon. Now I think a 1440p or a little bit higher than that. I don't know the exact resolution. I think it's a five or eight megapixel uh, camera. I'll have to look, but anyway, uh, so upgraded those only downside of those cameras is unlike the turret style from Amcrest, the bullet style do not have a built-in microphone. So I can't hear, uh, which actually I didn't even think about. I was just thinking Amcrest, they have microphones built in, didn't realize until after, but Hey, I'm, I'm fine. I don't need to hear out there. Um, so, so I do have, I got those installed. Well, after running all that, so moved everything around, got two new nice cameras up front, uh, to replace two older ones, utilize the older cameras, other places in the house, just because I had them right. Might as well. Uh, but I realized that the box that I was running Sighthound on, and if, I, if you guys haven't followed that journey, I'm back on Sighthound. I know I talked a lot about Blue Iris. I'm back on Sighthound just because of searchability from clips is so much better mm-hmm. in Sighthound. And uh, disk utilization usage is so much better in Sighthound. Um, doesn't have all the f- features of Blue Iris, but it, it does what I need to do really well. So uh, switch to Sighthound. I was realizing that that computer may have been causing some of the issues I was having with some of my cameras. And I would look back at clips and they would kind of like jetter, right? Like it would kind of look like they're stuttering across the screen a little bit. And so I monitored that computer for a while. It's, it's a headless windows box that sits in a server that I never monitor. So that's my problem. I had never really monitored it. So I fired it up. I, I ran resource monitor. I just kind of watched it throughout the day. I didn't realize that thing was pegged at hundred percent CPU usage pretty much constantly. Um, it was an i3. I actually have it right here. I had pulled it out of the machine. i3 2120. So a really old i3. And there you go. Here's if you guys like the CPU images. There you go. So pulled the i3 2120 out of the box, ordered a, <laughs> I love when I ordered a new CPU, new to me, but man, when's the last time you guys have heard of an i7 2600? That's an old CPU. Seven years ago, I, maybe? Five, I think six, I think it's seven, a ten year old. 10? I think it's a ten year old CPU, yeah. but it is definitely an upgrade from the i three twenty one sixty. So an i seven twenty six hundred. Let's look it up here. I'm very curious when this uh, CPU came out. I'm pretty sure it was released in Q one of two thousand eleven. Yeah, yeah. It was officially ten years old okay. um, right now. 
but a, a massive upgrade for this box. And I didn't want to pay a lot to upgrade the box, but I ended up paying 80 bucks on eBay for that thing. And that was cheap. People are selling, still selling these CPUs for uh, in the hundreds. Yeah. And I think it's because a lot of people are in situations like me. I had this old Optiplex box. I told you guys, I love the Optiplex boxes. They're cheap on eBay for stuff like this. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of people are looking to upgrade those old ones without having to buy a whole new computer. Right. And it works for its purpose. And, uh, it's, it has solved every single issue. This PC now sits it when I have it pulled up. Cause I did move it over under this desk so I can view them all during the day. Uh, when I am using it and watching it, 60% CPU usage with nine cameras, uh, running all the time. A lot of those are, are 1440p or higher cameras. And, uh, when I'm not monitoring it, when the screen's off and I close the app and it's just running in the background, it's only using about 40%. And the clips are buttery smooth now. The monitoring's great. The alerts are more active. So I didn't realize I had just been really underpowering my my box. The reason for that is that's not usually an issue for people if you're using modern hardware because hardware acceleration is a thing now. Uh, I just don't have a GPU and the built-in graphics on this Intel chip are too old. I think you need to have... Uh, 6,000 series or above, really six gen or above Intel thing for it to use hardware acceleration. So not an issue that most people run into because they're on modern hardware and they use hardware acceleration. But when you're strictly just using the CPU for it, uh, it's easy to to max out those old chips. Mm-hmm. Did you consider putting lights? Do you have, do you have security lights out there that, that come on if... I so I have three. It's lit. It's as lit up as it needs to be because I have a street lamp right outside my driveway, and then my lights. I have three lights underneath my garage that, through a home assistant, they just turn on and off with the with sunrise and sunset. So those lights are always on. So no, I haven't put a motion camera there. Um, I I could probably add one in other areas of my of my house, but uh, yeah. Then right there, it's yeah. it's lit up. This guy had no reservations about yeah. light. Yeah. Pulling up in front of two cameras. Thirty in the morning, right? It was it was almost done. Yeah. or almost dawn. Right? Well, I actually found out my and this is another thing. When I fired it up, my clock was an hour ahead, so it was actually five thirty. Okay. Even okay. though it said I actually had to call the sheriff back and give him that update because I'd given him the files. I said, "Hey, if that ever comes into evidence, it was actually five thirty. Um, yeah, five thirty in the morning. Just pulled right, literally parked next to my car in my driveway. Got out, mm-hmm. opened my door. Uh, he did mm-hmm. get away though with my passport, which was not smart of me. I had my passport in that center console. So lesson learned. That's a, it's a big mistake. And I, and we think he might've gotten a checkbook too. I'd had both those together because I'd used them to write a check and then confirm identity. And I, you know, usually I'm not in my driveway, so it's not an issue, but yeah. I'd it's easy out. to do, Mike. It's yep. easy to do, right? You just get complacent or you, do. you forget to lock it when you're coming in. It's got me thinking like, did I lock the Honda? Yeah. You know? But it's so funny in, in my mind, like that thing had been in my, center console, you know, underneath some stuff. It's just right. not top of mind. I was making sure I was bringing my hockey bag in every night though. I was like, I don't want someone to steal all my hockey gear. That's expensive. Not even thinking that forgetting that my passport and a checkbook were, yeah. were right in the center console there. Yeah. I have, um, we put a security light, you know, after that happened to us, we put the, I put the ring cams up in right. full view. <laughs> like, hello, hey, we're, we're on we're, camera. Smile. We're, we're watching you. And then that security light, that's just bright. I mean, I've got, I also have a street light right in front of my driveway, but it's still pretty dark out there. And so, you know, that, that security light comes on, just let them know, you know, Hey, you're probably on the camera at this yeah. point. So right. now in this, in this case, this guy didn't care. Like you're, you're only trying to decrease the, you know, the, the, the to have them go somewhere else as opposed yeah. to, to, I mean, he had a stolen car. It was five thirty in the morning. 
yeah, you know, you're just, yeah. I mean, the the first two D's of home defense, if you're kind of a home defense person, are deter and detect, right? Number one's deter. Make sure your home is the one that when they look at, it, they're like, eh, I'm gonna go to the next house. Like, just as as long as you're not the easiest target, right? So deter. Uh, next step is detect, right? Detect when they are when that is something like that is happening. So those two D's are really what I'm trying to do with the lights, the cameras, you're trying to deter them. Number one, just like you were talking about your security signs in the front yard, uh, you know, having a dog, all those things, and then being able to detect it are the cameras and actually pick it up and do something useful with it. Yeah. I had a, I was out for a walk today and I, and one of the neighbor's dogs bolted for me and the, the lady just went into sheer panic. Like she's like, you know, and I, as I am, I am super comfortable with dogs. Even You're dogs, great with dogs, yeah. yeah. Even dogs on the attack, I am pretty comfortable. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, y- y- you got to know kind of how to get them. You can kind of grab them in a way they're not going to bite you. You might yeah. take a little bit on it, but I had dogs growing up and, and so I'm super comfortable. Anyways, so the dog comes bolting for me and I just kind of stoop down and, and give it this big smile and it, <laughs> literally just puts on the brakes right up to me licks my hand and then just like just need to be petted you know just yeah. some pets. oh he's but a nice guy it was sure yeah i was like oh i'm gonna get pets here oh, yeah okay oh okay i'll just i'll just rub up against your leg it was kind of fun but but the owner was just in sheer panic that this dog was gonna attack me so it was, uh, you know, it was one of those moments. We have a lot of dogs in our neighborhood. I'm sure you guys do as well. We do, yeah. Probably even more uh, during the pandemic. But it's just, um, Mike, it's just a good reminder just to kind of continue to, you know, to uh, I when that happened to us, you go, all these things go through your mind. Then you start justifying those expenses that you probably could have justified earlier. I'm kind of debating, you know, do I put a camera in the backyard? You know, that's kind of where I've talked about that. You know, we've talked about that before. I want that drone that if it if it senses movement, it goes up into the air and starts recording whatever's going on around. Um, or an attack lawnmower. That'd be cool too. Like that would be. Cool <laughs> I love too. the attack lawnmower. That would be super. A lot cool. of liability, but man, would that be functional? <laughs> <laughs> you know, mow lawns by day, mow down burglars by night. Yeah. So, um, that, and that, you know, I've thought about, do I put a camera on the shed? You know, I have a shed all the way to the back of the property and it, it kind of, well, a camera on that thing would be kind of nice. Then I kind of think, well, I'm going to power that thing. Well, I guess I could get a solar panel, you know, to power that thing. Oh, and then I got to think about, I got to get Wi-Fi out there, you know? So you, you, you just, but it, it'd be, that'd be a perfect spot to have a it camera, be, yeah. you know? Um, okay. I'm buying one. Um, Mike, anything else, uh, tech wise, anything, anything else you're working on, uh, or, or thinking about, uh, it's really been the crypto side of things. So beyond storage, I, you know, I had looked at getting back into Sai. I was trying to decide between Sai and storage, which one I wanted to do. Um, but you know, other tech products really has just been overall, you know, networking. Um, right. When I was running those cameras, it was, Ooh, like, you know, I need a new ethernet cord running here. Cause those two cameras were powered different. One was POE, one was 24 volt volt, uh, with the, the power cable, things like that. So it's just been kind of, you know, rethinking through all of those things. Um, but the Hannah did not like, you know, when we were talking about putting up cameras, I also found a sign and it was just a, it was a picture of a gun that said, we don't call nine one one, but the wife oh, put a hard stop oh, at that. 
I joked with her. I told her I had bought it. She goes, you are not putting that in. We are not becoming uh, yeah. those people. I was like, yeah. it's a joke. It's a joke. I was joking. Uh, <laughs> but no, just so just doing all the security upgrades I can. And it, there's some interesting ones. You know, it really got me thinking of you have those things around the house, like my Simply Safe security system. When's the last time you checked your batteries on all that yeah, stuff? Yeah. Right. So I went around checking all the batteries and uh, found out, you know, my glass break sensor um, had been disconnected from Simply Safe for a while because it had given me the alert and I'd probably just missed it at some point uh, that the battery had run out. And so I was like, oh, yeah, okay, go out, buy a bunch of those little, uh, what are the 2130 or whatever those batteries are and uh, those little dime batteries and then replace yeah. all of those. No, it's just been all the maintenance stuff that you yeah, need to do. You got to do it. You got to yeah. do it. I got some Philips Hue lights that are out. I'm getting the signal on my Wi Fi or on my Wi Fi, you know, in. It, it they're not working and it's they have been working for three weeks and I'm like all right i guess i need to work reconnecting that thing mm-hmm. and it, it does kind of come with that commitment I, I will say you know uh joe sent me to joski he sent me some of those um hard drive bay enclosures we talked about this way back in yeah. the winter. and man those things have just been just been solid like that has been there i the, put those drives in got that thing running that machine has I kind of stopped because it's what's running Chia, you know, mm-hmm. I don't even think about it. It just, it's the thing just runs. Like I don't do anything with it. It literally system like that. Yeah. It hasn't gone down. Uh, I'm able to kind of predict the updates on some of those kinds of things. So um, it's fairly quiet, you know, relatively quiet. So um, it, it's been fun. You know, I was doing all that plotting back in the winter, all that plotting and moving hard drives around and I, had stuff all over the place and I cleaned it all up, put it away and it's just been running. And yeah, it's kind of boring, but it, it also is, it's, it's amazing how stable your stuff is when you don't screw with it. And then, and then I screw with it, right? Cause I get bored. I'm like, why, you know, man, this, this, everything's just wasn't working way too well. It's funny though. It's kind of that give your mouse a cookie thing. It's, I got back into things I had forgotten about when I got back into mining power consumption yeah. all of a sudden i'm on this kick of finding all the things in our house that use a bunch of power so i bought a bunch of those power watt meters and i just have them on random things and i leave them on for a while to kind of monitor it so mm. I, even something as simple as i run pf sense and the easiest thing for me to do after going through a bunch of boxes was i have it on an optiplex box i'm like that cannot be very power efficient and sure enough it's it's pulling 29 watts uh consistently and for a router that's a lot of power to be spending yeah. on, on routers but little things like that right and then finding all the incandescent bulbs around the house, switching those out for LEDs. Uh, that's been a fun little side project is, is power monitoring stuff. And Hannah doesn't like it because I told her the other day, I'm like, do you know how much that space heater eats oh, electricity? Yeah. And now she's like, she goes, why do you have to say that? Because now every time I'm feeling cold, I want to warm my feet up. Now I feel self-conscious about how long I'm running the space heater. I'm like, it's not the intent, but I was just, I was surprised how much power those heaters and those things pull. When I'm out in the shed, you know, I kind of turn the shed into, into the candle shop, right? Right. Out there and uh, during the winter. And when I'm out there, um, I've got a, you know, a little tube, tube space heater. And I just know, and it's great because it creates positive air pressure in there and pushes the, the smoke from the candles out, right? Yeah. It's super great. Um, but I know it's not very efficient, you know, and, and so... I just know, and I turn that thing on, and I, I'm just, I know that the, the electrical meter is just spinning. Yeah. Um, so, fortunately, it's just an hour a week, you know, for the most part. So, 
it's not like I'm running it all the time, but yeah, you kind of start thinking about those kinds of things. We are, we are coming into spring and summer and we're going to start here, at least here in Nebraska, you know, electricity, this is, this is go time for, mm-hmm. for electricity. Right? What a great time for me to start mining again. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know. Yeah. You really needed to do it over the winter to kind of keep the house warm. Right? Yeah. From that standpoint. Yeah. Th- that small space here that we have, it's actually not that small. It's kind of a taller one that spins, but it was a uh, 1200 to 1300 Watts consistently. Oh, yeah. They're horrible. Yeah. They're horrible. Yeah. They're just terrible. I, I now I'm got now I'm like wondering if I should be toasting my bread. I'm like, that's gotta be pulling a lot of power. I don't know if that's worth a penny. Just put it in the window. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but I'm gonna create a toaster with uh, my my GPUs for oh, lightning and just you know there we there go. There you go. Right. Yeah, store it's, that. It, I will mention if you haven't mined in the last few months, very interesting. Nice hash has a new efficiency setting. Remember how we used to have to play around with all that efficiency? MSI yeah. afterburner, overclock, underclocking. Right. One click. This thing uses almost no power and has the same exact hashing power. I'm amazed with the GPU. The power consumption is so much lower than it used to be. And the fact that it's one click, they've really got that ironed out and figured out. And uh, I was, I was just shocked. I was like, it can't be that easy. Back in the day, this was really difficult to do. Sure enough. It it knows exactly how to undervolt it. Um, overclocked the memory yeah. and uh, really changes it. I think when this thing would normally pull around 200, 200 some odd watts right now, when it's mining, it's, it's using about uh, 80 to 90. So, I mean, just right. cut it more than half. Nice. Yeah. nice. Yeah. I should, I should uh, No, those three gig cards are terrible. I, that's one of the things I wish I'd bought the six gig cards back, yeah. back in the day and, and not gone cheap. It worked, but those only mine the three gig cards just break even. And you're kind of right. like, yeah, I don't know if it, if I want to create a bunch of heat down here. Yeah, I put my six gig card in Unraid. And I got I did get that running. For those of you, I know a few of you mm-hmm. had questions on if I ever did get it running to where it will transcode for the Plex Docker and run with the T-Rex miner. Just to let you guys know, it does work now. So you can use one GPU and it'll mine. And then the mining will just come down a little bit whenever Plex tries to use it for transcoding. No. I will say this. Welcome, Randy Walker, to the Discord group. Randy jumped in there, made a big splash, and and started talking. So, Randy, if you're a podcast listener, and yeah, I think you'd have to be to get in there. Welcome to Discord. If you want to join us in the Discord group, theaverageguy.tv slash Discord. It's fun. It's not overwhelming. Like, that's the, the great thing about our Discord group is it's it's just not overwhelming. You know, you right. can you can be gone for a while and come back if you want to, and it's it's super great. Uh, a couple of reminders uh, on our way out. One, if you want to support us here financially, head out to theaverageguy.tv slash support. You can do theaverageguy.tv slash Patreon. I think it's to, to the same spot. If you want to leave us a message, we'd love your voicemails. Send those to us. Go to homegadgetgeeks.com, bottom right-hand corner. Just hit that. You got 30 seconds to leave us a Baba Booey or whatever you'd like on the voicemail. We'd love to hear from you. If you want to contact me via email, send me an email, jim at theaverageguy.tv. I always love when I get emails because I don't get 10,000 spam messages every day. Jeez, email is out of control. It is just awful. But you can send me an email, jim at theaverageguy.tv. I don't get too much spam there and love your email. You can track me down on Twitter at Jake Carlson. He is at Uyghur Tech. And we'd love to hear from you there as well. Just a reminder, TheAverageGuy.tv, both web and media hosting powered by Maple Grove Partners. Get secure, reliable, high-speed hosting from people that you know and you trust. Of course, you know that's Christian. Uh, plans start as little as $10 a month, and it's pretty great hosting. Uh, check it out. Maple Grove Partners, all one word, maplegrovepartners.com. Uh, While you're at it, join us on Coinbase. 
<laughs> the average guy.tv slash Coinbase. And uh, we'd love to have you come out there. Many, many of you have and appreciate you guys. And uh, maybe this is a Mike, maybe this is the segment we should have is some crypto tips from listeners, right? Yeah. Call in, go to homegadgetgeeks.com, leave your crypto tips. Yeah, 30 seconds. Give us your crypto tips. We'll play them on, uh, we'll play them here on the show. Um, we do have Mark Robson coming up in a week or two. I think it's in two weeks. And uh, um, we're going to go, we're going full barbecue. And Mike, I still got my eyes set. Like I'm going back and forth on a pellet, on a pellet smoker. I just, Mark wants me to buy the Weber. He, that's, he's like, Jim, just get a Weber and be done with it. Right. Yeah. But man, when I was in Texas and my sister-in-law had a pit boss and my, my uh, brother-in-law had a Traeger and they were just, I wanted one. I want one bad. Yeah. Bad. I, I think it totally depends on how you use it because I'm in the same boat. I really want an offset uh, real smoker, right? Loading yeah. that thing up with wood, getting the fire going. And then my wife constantly reminds me, she's like, think about all the times that you're putting on the meat on the smoker. You would never use it because you'd have to go start a fire, do all that stuff. She goes, you're constantly being like, Ooh, after work, I have a little bit of time. Yeah. I could, I could start up the grill and the pellet just makes it so easy. Yeah. Um, I think I, if I had more time, I would, I would maybe start to consider that. It just depends on how you use it. Um, well, I, 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 don't, I don't, I don't think there's a right or wrong choice. No. Right. It, the art of it is definitely the Weber, right? Yeah. There's no art to pellet right. smoker no. No. with, in terms of controlling your temps and all that stuff. Right. And I don't um, have control anymore. Listen, yeah. I've known I don't have any control. So yeah. I just wanted to do it for me. I was at, when I was at Hy-Vee picking up some, they were running um, bacon wrapped sirloins on sale. So I went out last night and picked some up. I saw some, I saw some pork ribs and at, like for, they were two ninety nine a pound. And I was like, oh, I could be smoking these right now, right now. Mm-hmm. And so anyways, I got to. I got to get it figured out. I got that itch. You know how it is. I'm not oh, going to yeah. stop thinking about it until I actually do something about it. Um, uh, Joe, Joe says, uh, babysitting the offset is beer time. I like um, that. I like the thought yeah. there. Yeah, no, right on, right on. We are live every Thursday, uh, 8 PM central nine Eastern out here at the average guy.tv live. And, uh, appreciate you guys listening and just being a part of, I think what's one of the best communities in the whole world. And so appreciate you guys and all that you do to be a part of it. For those, Brian and Joe and Jim, and uh, I saw Ken out there a little bit earlier uh, here on the live show. Thanks for coming out live. And, you know, thanks for, and Alex was out there, Brian. Um, thanks for giving us, you know, we're, we're 10 plus years on this thing. And it's kind of crazy. I tell people about this all the time. Like, yeah, I've been doing this podcast for 10 years. You're crazy. So usually what they say, I'm like, no, we got, we got some great listeners. We'll see you back next Thursday. With that, we'll say goodbye.